0: Hey everyone, this is Howard Jacobson and I'm happy to be joined today via Skype with Sam Carpenter who is the author of a really interesting, wonderful, challenging book called Work the System. Hello Sam.
1: Hey, how are you doing Howie?
0: <laughs> I'm really well. So, so the book was recommended to me by uh, our mutual friend Perry Marshall and it's largely a business book. It's largely about how you took a struggling pretty much failing business uh, that you were resuscitating daily and turned it into a really well-oiled machine that requires something like two hours a week of your time. Um, it's a very inspiring story. Um, and you also mentioned uh, something about, you know, it's not the, what you did isn't just about business. It's also about life, health. It's it's pretty global. And um, what I wanted to talk to you about in is how to apply your insights to folks I'm working with, which are people who really want to improve their health and their diet, and it just seems like it's totally an uphill battle, and every day, every minute is a series of difficult decisions that they have to make. Um, so let's, let's, let's jump in with, uh, with the basics of who you are and how you came to this revelation and, uh, and, and how you applied it in your own life, and then we can maybe
1: move into the health talk. Sure. And the book talks, the thread in the book is my life. And uh, what happened was I had a tough childhood, tough in the 20s, got a business in my 30s. It was a nightmare. Uh, this business I bought when I was 35, I still have. And so I've had it now for uh, 29 years. <laughs> so it's the same business. And it was 15 years. It's a call center. I have about... 35 people that worked for me. And it was a nightmare because it's 24-7, lots of problems, lots of clients, everything's different. There's a lot of wheels spinning and a lot of things that could go wrong and I found myself a really, really good fire killer. (laughs) I was really good at fire killing. I was really good at it. I could fix a computer, I could talk the banker into giving me a loan, I could hire people, I could, you know, I could do everything, but it was killing me 80 to 100 hours a week. Uh, I came to a crisis point after a decade and a half of this. I'm a 50 year old guy. I brought up my two kids, single parent. Uh, the, the business had grown because here in Bend, Oregon, where we're based, the economy had done well. And despite myself and the way I was managing my company, the business did grow, but I was still only making 50, 60,000 a year. And then at, at the year 15, I was definitely going to finally really, really miss a payroll. And I only had 12 people at that time. Uh, I was really going to miss it, there was no way out of it, and I thought, and what happened was in the middle of the night I had an insight, because I asked myself, In this, I went to this place of realizing that everything was lost, I could relax, I actually relaxed late at night, 3 AM in bed, all alone, uh, that what did I do wrong, and what I realized was, well, I had an insight I really had a, almost a metaphysical insight. Uh I don't want to get too wooey-fooey about it, but what I realized was my business was a collection of systems, independent systems. We had a system for answering the phone. We had a system for hiring people. We had a system for making copies on the copier, for making payroll. We had about 300 different processes. And what I realized late that night is that life is not a big mishmash, convoluted confusing, swirling mass of sights, sounds, and events. Actually, life, not just in my business, but life in general, is a collection of independent business, uh, independent systems. So what has my watch got to do with my right shoe? Nothing. <laughs> what is uh answering the phone out here have to do with uh, handling a, uh, an internal HR problem? All these are separate. Like, your left foot has nothing to do with your right elbow you could have either one of them removed, it wouldn't affect the other. So what I realized that night was my business was a collection of very separate processes, and of course they they work together, but it's not a big, you know, you don't need the hand of God or another loan or a, a very special manager to come in and help or a, a consultant to fix things. What you need to do is fix things one at a time. And so we had a problem for instance, our first problem, I describe it in the book. Uh, we set it aside, we attacked it, we documented it, and we fixed it. And this recurring problem that we had never came up again. And then we did it with the next one. the next problem, that problem took eight hours of time to fix, three of us putting our heads together over a few days, a couple hours a day. We documented it. And that problem we've never had again. I go into detail again in my book. The next problem took us a month to document and get the process uh the way we wanted it and uh but we've never that that was the heart of how our operators our telephone service representatives communicate with our incoming callers and we take uh, hundreds of thousands of calls a month and it was the language they use in the whole process but we what we did was we we in this insight I explained to my management staff that this is a collection of independent processes. What if we fix every process, make every process perfect? Could it be that we would have a perfect business? And the truth is that's what happened. And I went from 80 to 100 hours a week to two hours a week, and I make way more money than I really need uh, in the business. And I've got five or six other small businesses that uh... operate in the same way by the way i did make that payroll because i got so excited i i did some things i borrowed money on a credit card i got some people to pay in advance i got some of my managers not to cash their paycheck on on payday and i was able to get through that what was used to be a little tiny payroll really uh... and uh... so from that fifteen year point to now another fourteen years i've had a really good life and uh... Uh, pretty much got everything I wanted, money and freedom. Uh, and it had to do with its insight. And the, the guts of my book have to do with changing the way you view the world. It is an easy button. And that is to stop seeing the world as a confused, horrible mess and realize it's actually 99.9% perfect. Everything pretty much works. Like us talking together, Howie, this is amazing if you think about it or me sitting here and you there with these incredibly complex bodies, 99.9% of everything works perfectly. This isn't airy-fairy Pollyanna stuff, this is the fact. And this fact means there isn't that much to fix. And so if you go a layer deeper, you realize that your life is a collection of separate processes, and you work through with the biggest problem process first, the next one, the next one, the next one, in descending order, you can really get what you want out of life. And if our uh, viewers go to workthesystem.com on the front page in the lower right-hand corner of that front page, we're rebuilding the site. It might change a little by the time our viewers see it. But there's a thing called Work the System testimonials, and those are unsolicited testimonials uh, uh, for people who have got this insight and change their lives. And again, as you mentioned, it doesn't have to do with business. It has to do with personal and health, too. And I I talk in the business about my personal life and my health and how by taking this uh, principle of separate systems, uh, you're able to cure just about everything that's wrong with your life. And as far as my body goes, I was very sick. And how do you take your body apart into separate systems? Well, you get a blood test. You tell your doctor to give me every blood test known To man, and there was about 80 at that time, and I found out I had three or four chemical deficiencies, hormone problems. I was also terribly dehydrated, and I was able to attack those problems separately, and my health came back because 99.9% of my body was fine. It was just not that much wrong, but what was wrong needed to be fixed. And In a nutshell, I sometimes take a half hour to say all this, and I think I did it in about five minutes. (laughs) Well, Well done. You got your system down. Very yeah.
0: well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, you know, it's interesting that, that I, I agree with so much of your book since I'm a contributor to a book called Whole, which is all about holism and looking at big systems. And I know in your book you, you sort of rail a little bit against a, a certain type of holistic viewpoint or global viewpoint that says, you know, well, if everything's connected, if the Brazilian butterfly can affect the, the weather in Boston, then, you know, so it kind of makes us hopeless. Um, I found your, your philosophy in your system to be extremely holistic in its appreciation that if you fix this subsystem, first of all, it frees up energy to deal with the other systems. And that, you know, and, and when you approach things, um, at their root, It really can have huge cascading effects into other areas of your life. You know, there there was the the one, I I find it wonderfully ironic that the moment that you learned how to take control of your life was the moment where you completely gave up control.
1: That is exactly right. And that that was an astounding thing. Uh, When you stop grasping to unreality, uh, to false premises, you're free to find the correct premises. And, and this thing about the holistic versus non-holistic, I say in the book, and I, I think the years have gone by, maybe I, I simplify it too much, but what I say is, uh, it's a non-holistic solution, it's a non-holistic methodology which gets you to a holistic place. And in other words, I take things apart, I don't look at the whole thing, I look at the pieces, And if you get all the pieces right and put them back together, then you have a holistic result. But that isn't entirely right. Uh, It's very holistic in the sense that if we have separate systems in our lives, that we break them down uh, and find out what's wrong. That's holism on that system. It is holism on that system. We're looking at all aspects of that problematic process, and we're fixing it. And then we take a holistic view on the next one. And so, you, it, in a way, it's very holistic right from the beginning. And I don't know if I'll change the book or not, but uh, I like to say it's a non-holistic uh, cure because we're taking things apart, which is not really a holistic uh, viewpoint. But they all do blend together. They all do work together, and you get a holistic solution. So, yeah, what's what do we want in life? We want uh, pretty much guarantee most people want plenty of money and plenty of time and that's the holistic result you get and then what you do with that money and time is a whole other set of problems maybe Uh, and I had to struggle with that too because all of a sudden I had more money than I needed and more time than I needed what do I do with my time well I build other machines, I build other money machines, and I have a good time doing it. But it is a struggle if you've gone all your life. I'm getting off to the side here. But it is a struggle if all of a sudden you get everything you want, that your head doesn't explode. <laughs> but well, that's, so a nice, that's a nice problem to have, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let people
0: handle that on their own. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, maybe I can make money as a coach for those folks. but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> There aren't a lot of them out there. I have one friend in the whole world that can jump in his plane and come down and get me, and we can fly to Africa on a moment's no, notice. There aren't a lot of people who have that kind of freedom. All
0: right. So yeah. the folks the folks I'm, uh, we're talking to now, you know, certainly they want money and time, but a lot of them are trying to regain their health. And one of the key, the key insights I got from your book, when you said that systems are 99.9% efficient already. And I realize that the systems that that lead us to make specifically our food choices are actually working. They're just not necessarily working for our benefit. So that when when you don't think about it, when you just get in your car, drive to the store, go shopping, come home, prepare food, go to a restaurant, stop at a fast food place. You know, all those, all those things are systems that someone else has put up for their benefit, not for yours. My key insight was that the way I do food in my house is a system. And after I finished the book, I wanted to call you up and get coaching on, (laughs) you know, how do I create a, a food system that works? So I'd love, if you could talk a little bit about just like, is, like going shopping to the supermarket, is that a system?
1: Uh, you know, here's where the system, yes it is. And you've got to go around the edge. We all know that, right? You go around the edge of the supermarket. But before that, uh, you know how we had talk in the book about these three documents. One is a overall single-page document called a strategic objective. Where do you want to be? Uh, then there's the operating principles. What do you really believe? How are you going to make decisions? And we have 30 principles. Uh, do it now is one of them. It works. And uh, no clutter in our in literally or figuratively in our lives and so we have 30 of these principles that everybody here and i can see people working in the rest of the office here past the monitor uh so that's how we make decisions and then you have the working procedures and almost shopping would fall into the working procedures part so you have a process of how you go shop do you write it down yeah you probably do you don't go to the grocery store with it, and my people here, everything is documented in our very, very complex call center, but they don't walk around reading what to do next. Nobody does that. But getting it down on paper, of course, is a way to get it in your head, and you do go back and change and update on your own, and this is what I call personal process management. It's worth it to put this document together about how you want to be health-wise, and then the principles, I'll never go to Taco Bell <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> or whatever, McDonald's. Uh, and uh, then there would be the working processes of how you go through your uh, shopping experience. So you're exactly right. Uh, but there's those other documents that you start with and you work forward, and your principles really guide you. I call the principles guidelines to decision-making. Mm-hmm. So coming home from work, it's 5, you're tired. And there's, uh, McDonald's and shall I stop in and get some fries and, uh, a, a double McMack or whatever. And, uh, you realize your principle is, yeah, I just don't ever go there. For instance, I don't drink. I, I mean, I, once in a while I make a mistake, I have a glass of, half a glass of wine or something, but I so suffer because I'm allergic to alcohol. Uh, and so my principle is I don't drink. That's easy. You can stick to it. And so when the temptation comes up on, uh, and I, I really want to have a beer or a glass of wine, I say, oh, don't drink. I say, and I don't. Usually. If I do, I suffer for a week. Even a half a glass of wine. So I, I, would think it would be that way, uh, shopping too. I haven't done this list for shopping for myself. I really should. <laughs> my diet, I could use your help. I'd hire you as a coach. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of my, those are my thoughts on that, Howie. All right.
0: Well, I love the idea of you know, the, that strategic objective or the principles, because when we think of shopping, we tend to to get very granular. I, why am I going to the store? Because I need X, Y, and Z, as opposed to I'm going to the store to promote my health and the health of my family. That just right. just, ha- just having that big picture all of a sudden makes certain decisions much more likely than others.
1: Yeah, the strategic objective you put down what's most important to you. And there may be several things, but when you get them down on paper, somehow the rest of your world starts to conform. It's, it, it is almost magical.
0: Because I see the big problem is people sort of like, okay, I want to improve, but then now there's, there's a million decisions that they have to make, which which as we know is exhausting to keep making decisions, and there's a million habits that are so ingrained that we don't even notice that they're habits until we try to break them and and we realize we're living in this system that that almost doesn't allow us
1: to get to where we want to go. Other systems are running our lives, that's true, and the advertising industry is a good example. You want to set up your own processes. What do do most of us want? We want control. Whether you're a two-year-old kid or Barack Obama, everybody's looking for control of their lives and a little bit more power to feel a little bit more secure. And, of course, the other thing is just respect from other people and respect for yourself. But when you are letting other systems, the TV, for example, run your life, you're giving up control to some other person or, or entity that has designs on your time or your money. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I and mean, one of the things that, that really struck me is when you you, the, you talk about the idea of recurring problems, that you you can you know play whack a mole as you say yeah. with these with these problems over and over and over again. But really, when you know, when you got it, you realize that any recurring problem is you know it's like the 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 buds coming out of the ground, and underneath is a big root, and you and you can't just keep chop. You know, when you weed, you pull up from the roots as opposed to just you know snipping off the leaves. So for me, you know, I'm for many years I was always like ten minutes late to everything. Yeah. And it was always an accident, right? Every single time I was late, it was because something unusual happened, yeah. and, of co- and of course, with that mindset, I was utterly powerless to change it until I realized I've created a system that makes me 10 minutes late, and I could create another system that would make me five minutes early. That's it. Um, so when you, when, so when, when people find that they're, they're going to the McDonald's or they're, they're binging or they're going off their diet, how do you, how do you suggest that they use that information to empower themselves?
1: The work the system information?
0: Well, the, 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 the feedback that they've gotten, it's so they keep doing something that's not working. Instead, right, most people when they, when they, when they go off their diet, they'll beat themselves up. But you, it seems like you you see that information as something that you can use
1: to empower yeah. you, yeah you've got to decide you want control <laughs> and every every time you fail it's a loss of control and I like I like the term cold turkey, so you just don't go to McDonald 's anymore, you just stop it, and mm-hmm. a day goes by, then two days go by, and three days, and pretty soon you 've got a record and You've got a week. Do you really want to break it? It's like what happens in Alcoholics Anonymous. I have a friend who just got her 11-year coin. Well, she's not going to drink. Uh, One of the reasons she's not is she doesn't want to go back to number one. And that is a game you play with yourself. But every decision requires courage at some point. And so if a person is hopeless and helpless and, and can't show any courage, it's not going to work. There is this thing. If you remember how I talked about heavy lifting in uh, getting your business put back together, there's some heavy lifting in any kind of a change of, in lifestyle. It does come back down to personal courage. Mm-hmm. If it didn't, everybody would be doing what they're supposed to do, right? You need a little bit more courage than the next person. And uh, sorry about that, but that's the truth of the matter. And one, the thing I like about my book is it gives you a structure where you can begin to see the mechanical reality and why, you, why doing this makes a lot of sense and suddenly the courage comes because everything is starting to be simple and sensible.
0: Right. So you know, where, I, where I went with it was you know, I, know, I know how to eat well. I know how to cook well and yet I was still, I was coming home at five o'clock, nothing was prepared. And so at that point I'm tired out, oh, let's go out or let's make something, whatever the easiest thing is, some can of something as opposed to preparing. And when I, after reading the book, I suddenly began to realize, well, you know what, I've got three minutes in the morning. What can I do that will make dinner infinitely easier? And it was just, you know, soaking some rice in a bowl. Now the rice is there. It was peeling some carrots. It was doing little things long before I needed them because I saw that, that the three minutes in the morning could be connected to the problem that I had at night and sort of fo- following... Every problem, to, Well, what, something's missing here. Either I don't have a utensil, or I don't have space in the counter, or I don't have—I haven't made time for it. And all—it just made everything clear that whenever I was having a problem, there was a place I could go. I think you call it outside and slightly elevated. Of you know, to, so, so, uh, from that perspective, to see what could be done so this problem would stop occurring.
1: I can't add to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You gotta do some planning and you need to, you need to spend your time working on your processes. Okay, so I have this thing I put up on a wall if I'm giving a presentation to a group, uh, and I'll just, I I could say it as well as I could show it. Uh, there's an equation, one with an arrow going to two, with an arrow going to three, with another arrow going to four equals, and over on the right side of the equation is the word result. Mm -hmm. So one, two, three, four equals the result. Most people are shuffling around the bad results of unmanaged systems. And what I want people to do is spend their time in the one, two, three, four. Go down to the basement where the machinery is and work on the machinery that's producing the results upstairs. And you need to try to spend your whole day working on the machinery. And pretty soon you're working two hours a week. And that's what happened to me. I'm getting the results I want because I'm... I'm manhandling the processes that create those results. The results aren't the results of unmanaged and therefore random and therefore unmanaged uh, out-of-control systems. Right.
0: So you know, what, I, what I would say to people is look for someone who's doing what you want to do effortlessly because it's at some point they put effort into creating the scaffolding that allows it to look effortless now. Well, it's not just me.
1: It's Oprah, and it's Richard Branson, and it's uh, Bill Gates. These people naturally understand they need to work on the processes of their lives. Most people don't get that. The successful people of the world a lot of times are successful, and they can't tell you why. Well, that's why, because they're working on the processes that create the results rather than scrambling around all these bad results, right? So that's that's a little secret (laughs) that I'll –
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's so it's so simple and so liberating to realize that there is there is something you can do that you know and it's 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 hard to do. As I say, it takes courage to not just solve the problem again for the ten thousandth time, but to take the time to say, I'm gonna go deeper this time and figure out what's causing it and get it get it at the root. Um, but you know, the when when people Get their eating under control and they start nourishing themselves better. You know, here's where I'm going to wax a little holistic before, before we uh, get off the the call together. When you're, when you're fueling yourself properly, everything else gets easier, right? So that, you know, you have less, you'll have less stress. You have less nutritional stress.
1: You're not fighting yourself all day long. Yeah. It's like the hangover thing. Why do you want to affect every aspect of your life? Because your machine that carries you around this consciousness doesn't feel good. So you're exactly right. That's exact, precisely it. If, if you can watch what you put in your body, then your body is able, and your brain, your body and your brain are able to get what you want out of life, whatever it is. But I, I can't imagine eating garbage all day long or drinking to excess and destroying everything else. It doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Right. All right. Well, I, th- I think uh, I've gotten what I want. <laughs> Okay. Uh, from, yeah. from, from this conversation, I really appreciate you taking the time. So, folks, folks who are listening who came to he, to hear this because of nutrition, they may also be thinking, "Boy, it'd be great to work two hours a week, or make more money, or you know, rationalize everything in my life." For those people, I hardly recommend the book. Work the system. You have a website by the same name, WorkTheSystem.com.
1: And your folks, your folks can download the book either audio or PDF. And you can find it in the bookstores. It's hard copy, uh, hardcover hard copy in the bookstores or off my website, but it's easy enough to download the book off the website. Like you All did. Right. I think that's what you did. Yeah. Did I no, send I, you? A, I, I kindled it. Did you? Well, I'll send yeah. you, email me your address. I'll send you a book, Howie. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, thanks a lot and i look forward to talking to you again at some point. Okay, Howie. Thanks. It was fun. Yep. Take Bye. care.